Hey guys, well, we are super excited to announce that we're on CastBox now. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, and it does have all your favorite podcasts, okay? Okay, you can still listen to Dumb Gay Politics wherever you get your podcasts, but we just want you to try CastBox. We literally hate every single other podcast provider, as you guys know, and especially the main one, and you know which one we're talking about. And we're super excited that we're finally on CastBox because we think it's the best. So try it. Uh-huh, it's all shit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that because we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast a dumb gay political podcast Ooh, it's all shit it's all shit Ooh, it's all shit it's all shit i mean are we gonna die i don't know I, I, you're extreme i am extreme it's all shit uh uh this shit is bananas b a a a a a s this shit is trumpas t r u m p a n a n a s what? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we recap the week in politics like we're talking about the week in reality <laughs> TV. Talking? Chalking. Chalking. And we're back from Austin. Meow, meow. Oh, my God. I still, I'm still dreaming about it. It was super fucking awesome. Now, I've been a little in my feelings <laughs> because I feel like I got a little too drunk after the show. Mm -hmm. And um, I had been keeping it pretty tight as far as the live shows go. Like, I didn't get drunk at all and didn't even drink in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And then in New Orleans, though we ended up at a strip club till 6 a.m., <laughs> uh -huh. I still kept it tight while we were like You're meeting the very classy meeting the friends yes but in austin you know it was just so many dynamics <laughs> uh-huh you know you mean because you had your friends yeah i had yeah, family yeah. there right. and my friends and then we had friends right and it was just texas just gets to me girl yeah, it yeah. just gets to me girl girl <laughs> i mean i would imagine like you know you I, I thought of you while we were even driving in the car. Like, if it were me driving, I would be like, this is, yeah, you know, I'm recognizing everything. I'm you forgot our tablecloth from, yes, I did. from Julie Lang. Yes, I did. I forgot it. So and that I kind of really... just gave me an excuse to just do a shot before the show. Right. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, wow. When that sunk in, you have no idea what that uh, what that felt like. But we, you know, we realized, Julie Lang, we realized how deeply and how much we love that tablecloth. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and how grateful we are for it. So, um, because of me being in my feelings, we kind of, we delivered our Patreon podcast late. <laughs> now, whoever is new here that hasn't signed up for our Patreon, we really, um, we beg you to do so at your earliest convenience. <laughs> Give them the address. That's right. www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics where you can hear, I mean, the latest episode is just, oh, I mean, we're in the car. We did something different. We got in the car. We were just we doing it in the car. It was four days late and we just said, fuck it all mm -hmm. to hell. And we did discuss, we were on our way to get um, pork fried rice yeah. from this amazing Chinese restaurant. 
and Julie told a story about um, her childhood Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and Phyllis Goldman, aka Meow Meow's mom, aka the mother of Meow Meow, Phil, Phil Elegante, Phil, oh, aka Phil Elegante. Uh huh. She does leave you a message she explaining does. why mm-hmm. you preferred the Yangtze River <laughs> over oh, the other the other way around. Oh, you preferred. Peking Gardens. Oh, Peking Gardens. Was over, it Peking? Yes. Okay, Peking Gardens mm-hmm. over Yangtze River. Right. Well, we called it Yangtze. Because um, <laughs> you're Yanks. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know. There's not much of an explanation. No, but we, don't, certainly... we don't ruin it. Oh, okay. She leaves a message. Mm-hmm. You're not going to want to miss it. We're going to play it on this week's Patreon that comes out tomorrow, even though we just did the <laughs> other one yesterday. That's right. So, and I did say, and you just enjoy, you know, listen, there's some things you never forget. Yeah, Julie's like, so I'll never that. forget. Wait, I just forgot. <laughs> That's the kind of joy, joyous moments you can hear on our Patreon podcast. Mm-hmm. And it does come out every Tuesday, although we were late this week. Mm-hmm. But um, there's no rules, even no. though we're paid for it. There's no rules. <laughs> there's no rules. And if it comes out four days late, it's still there. You still get it. And you know what? You you start to realize how much you appreciate it, just like the tablecloth. Right. <laughs> we got lots of gifts. Um in the mail, and we got them in Austin. We just want to do a quick thank you to um, Devin Verano, who gave us, she was there. She gave us a huge heart bag filled with treats that we have not stopped. No. All of the caramels fell out in my bag, Devin, <laughs> and my suitcase. And I went ahead and gathered them all up, covered in God knows what, lint, not mm-hmm. pubes, because I don't have any. <laughs> they could have picked up a pube at Stephanie's house. Yeah, you never know. Um, I went ahead and gathered them all up out of my suitcase and put them into a back into the thing. And yeah. Said, I'll be eating these. And you did. And aren't they delicious? They are incredible. Yes. And thank you for those. And salted caramels are my faves. And she said they're her faves too. Yes. So we thank you for those. Dog treats and... Mm-hmm. Been using those. M&M's. Ate Devin. Those. I mean, Stephanie and her crew, they get high. Yeah. High like Snoop Dogg doesn't even want. I mean, uh-huh. this bitch can smoke Snoop Dogg. Isn't that right, Steph? <laughs> And believe you me, when we woke up in the morning, every one of the M&M bags had been opened. I don't know why each bag needed to be opened. I don't know. But everybody was getting into the treats, Devin. So thank you so much. Um, Justin Atkinson and Cruz, um, they were they gave us like a their picture, right? Uh-huh. And um, gave you a pin, like a... From Arcane Studios, um, representing Dishonored, my oh, Dishonored. fave video game. And he said he didn't know what to get, like a stone cold bitch or something <laughs> like me, which that's enough. You know what, Justin? You and Cruz are enough for me. Sonny Perea and his boyfriend, Nathan, just their faces were gifts. We've yes. been knowing Sonny for 150 years mm-hmm. and his face, I just want to eat him up and I want to bite into his face. I want to <laughs> bite it. I love them both. I uh-huh. love Nathan too. Yeah. We met... Some fantastic Sonia Morgan interns. Oh, and if you're listening, message us immediately. We want to talk to you on the podcast. We want to interview you guys for the podcast because, honey, we need all the tea. And I was too drunk to remember. All the tea. And you were stars anyway. And we felt we had arrived with Miss Sonia Morgan's interns. We want to hear about the daughter. All of it. We want to hear about all the men that come in there. Yes. Yep. Every single bit. So you guys message us on Patreon or go to our website, www.julianbrandy.com. And you can, there's a place to send a message to us there. We sold 950 t-shirts and I was thrilled (laughs) about it. So if you were there, weren't there and you didn't get a chance to buy a t-shirt, you can also visit our website. We have them for sale on the, on the website. Um, Okay. 
So we did meet Lisa Wong and Natalie Gilbert mm-hmm. at the Austin show. And they were they were already like two of our favorites, right, Meow Meow, at yeah. the Austin show? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. One les, one straight. Uh-huh. Absolutely adorable, both of them. And then we get home and there's a gift for us from them waiting here. Right? Yes. And it was this box filled with fucking like treats it was like all these um because they're from denver right it was all kinds of denver right like related items but what are they called when they're like they're like gourmet like foodie type right. of right it was all kinds of shit it's like we're gonna this peanut stuff all right we're gonna the make curry stir fry. right oh and i am gonna make that stir fry that's what i'm gonna make yeah i'm gonna make that okay when are you gonna do that tomorrow yes okay <laughs> um and there was all chocolates and just and they have this they're they, they have these girls own a vegan food truck called what is it called Wong Wei Veg Wong Wei Veg <laughs> um, they gave us a prayer candle for the crystal shrine just we love you guys you did not meeting you honestly was a gift it truly was we now we have your photos and your names we're going to put on the bulletin board so but we love meeting you guys and we don't I mean we got cards this week too and we love mm-hmm. cards too yeah, you know don't feel absolutely. like you have to send gifts um, Nicholas Ward from New Hampshire sent you a black t-shirt that you've already worn. I have. I did. I wore it yesterday. It says bye wig, 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 bye wig. Yep. Um, he sent me an Elizabeth Warren action figure, um, which will join our congressional superhero orgy scene. We now have two Elizabeth Warrens, but there's never enough Elizabeth Warrens, in my opinion. No. He gave us an Obama Trump shot glass. Oh, yes. And his pick, Nick Nicholas Ward, he's a little boo. A little angel. Well, on our latest Patreon podcast, we did a very deep dive um, on a Star Trek fan documentary called Trekkies. And we had no idea how it would be received. And I just wanted to tell you about it because <laughs> I've watched one and two and became very, very obsessed with it. Because um, you're obsessed with Star Trek. I am obsessed with Star Trek. And I mean, oh, who knew how many Trekkies who listen to us are out there. We have a so, lot of like Trekkies, half Trekkies, Trunkies. Yes, all of it. Trunkies, exactly. And Julie had to also go in a deep dive about how she wanted to buy a Star Trek shirt, T-shirt, <laughs> just just a T-shirt. Yes. And I was like, you didn't buy like the Spock one, did you? And you did. You got yeah, the Spock one, right? I did. And it was wackadoo. It was and, wackadoo. Yeah. And I said, that's not going to... That's not. That's not oh, I work. opened it and I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this in the garbage. I'm not gonna tell her I got it." And then I was because like, I said I it wasn't gonna work, and yeah. I was right. The fabric was wrong. I mean, everything about it was wrong. But I am gonna cut the sleeves off, and I am gonna sleep in it and work out or work out in it. You know who I wouldn't think could make T-shirts good? Who? Trekkies, right? Star Trek fans. <laughs> gonna be ill-fitting, wrong material, mock yeah. turtleneck. It's right. gonna be weird. It's gonna be dorky. It's yes. not gonna be cool rock shirt. No, no. Maybe the whole maybe the whole charm is in the fact that it's dorky well yeah that's true <laughs> but a rock and roll one would be great even me saying rock and roll is a problem <laughs> um so alex and heather sent me okay now this was this was shocking yeah i really didn't expect this so alex and heather sent me a captain picard uniform and they also sent a classic spock uniform the old from the old series the spock the blue the blue shirt people know what i'm talking about um with ears for the dogs. And we realized that the ears were really for Dumpling, the cat. We also realized if we put the wig with the ears, but mm-hmm. we if we lay the ears down and just use the wig mm-hmm. on Dumpling, he looks like Andy Cohen's baby. <laughs> 
Because Andy Cohen's baby has a full head of brown hair and it goes down in thick hair and bangs. It's really just like this. We're going to push the ears down and have Dumpling. You're going to be Andy Cohen for Halloween. (laughs) I'm going to be like Brandy Glanville or someone disgusting. (laughs) And then Dumpling's going to be Andy Cohen's baby. Yeah. And we're just going to walk around. Or or maybe I'll be Anderson Cooper. We'll do something. Good one. (laughs) We'll do something. Yeah. If you put a white short wig on. How lezzy will I look? I will Uh, rule. Beyond. I will rule. Beyond. So she wrote a note and it says, Hi, Julian Brandy. As a lifelong trekker, I heard your call and I hope you find your uniform slimming and empowering. In these rough times, we need a fearless leader who can rock cargo shorts beneath a Starfleet blazer. Live long and prosper, Alex and Heather. I mean, I loved it so much. Thank you so much. And um, I am she tried gonna, it on. She I put did. the shit on. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, right away. And yeah. because we said you were going to wear that fucking mock turtleneck with the goddamn <laughs> Stardate fucking yep. 1022 mm-hmm. to a Star Trek convention I am with now, cargo shorts. I am now absolutely, we mm-hmm. are absolutely going to, there is a Star Trek convention and it is coming up and it is in Vegas and it is in 2019. We are working on a Star Trek um, creation, if you will. Yes. And... In the future, and and our Patreon two dollars subscribers are kind of like privy to that. Right. But in the future, any and all Star Trek creations will be done in that outfit, and I'll just put the cat one on because <laughs> I can probably fit into it. Okay, good. Oh, probably yeah, that's true. Okay, perfect. I can't wait. I am going to wear that thing. Um, good. Well, of course. Um, Pam from Alabama. She's super pretty. Pretty Pam. Pam, you know my mom's name's Pam. All, I love all Pams. We know another Pam here. Right. She's the kind of she's a stripper now, but that's fine. You guys are probably fucking glad there's a stripper named Pam because you probably think Pam isn't the kind of name strippers have. But it is. This Pam is hot. She's a hot tamale and she's a goddamn stripper. And every when we met her, she wasn't a stripper, but now she is. Right, Mimia? And now every time coming to the floor. Yeah. Every time we see her and our other friends that are friends with her, they go like this. Pam's a stripper now. And we go, we can tell. Pretty Pam, please come to the floor. It's your time to rock. Meet her in the back or in the back room, in the upper room. You can have 20 minutes alone with Pam, but don't put your hands on her. Only she can put your hands on you. Pam, everybody's waiting for you, Pam. Here you go. Uh, Yep. Because we all know stripper means hooker, don't we? Especially in LA. Right, Pam? That's right. And don't we, every time we see them, meow, meow, don't they always go like, Pam's a stripper now? Don't they? (laughs) Yes. I mean, we've seen it multiple times over like a year. The fact that you're a stripper now. Yeah. Isn't, you know what I mean? Pam's a stripper now. And we're like, it's cool. And we like Pam. We always have. So anyway, this Pam's from Alabama. Not a stripper. Not yet. Pam, Pam, not yet. That's what they say when they ask. Remember, what are the answers (laughs) of? Are you gay? Not yet. Are you a stripper? Not yet. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So Pam, also not gay yet. She's straight (laughs) and a mom. Right. And a Patreon subscriber. Amazing. How'd you find us, Pam? How'd you find us? We want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. But we're so happy you're here. She sent us a picture of her daughter, Jana. I think that's how you say it, right? Mm -hmm. Jana. I don't think so. And her dog, Molly. Mm -hmm. No husband present. She's like, go fuck yourself, bud. (laughs) This is for me. This is me time. She just sent this great letter um, with a card that said, let's taco about you with pictures of tacos, (laughs) which is amazing. And talked about just... How she's like light, loves the Patreon, and I just really like Pam, and she's out there doing her thing in Alabama, yeah, and doing it right, doing it right. So thanks for listening, Pam. Thank you, Pam. Jerry Anna Flannery mm. sent us um a, her a, her beautiful picture and a letter for the Drug Den Bulletin Board. Her letter made me cry because I'm in my feelings, 
And also, really just because she mentioned the crystal shrine and she yeah. hoped that the crystals were bringing us everything we wanted in Scrunchy 19. And then I cried in Julie's truck in front of the French mail place. <laughs> I just completely started crying, remember? I do remember, yeah. And you know what? You guys, Jason Momoa, Scrunchy 19. Bitches. I mean, it's all happening. Let it's him know, ma'am, ma'am. Let him fucking know. We saw, we got sent a notification. A scrunchy notification came through the airways. It's on Patreon, a uh-huh. bunch of people. Many and people. apparently at the Oscars, Jason Momoa was in a full pink uh, crushed velvet tuxedo. And on his wrist was a pink scrunchie. And then the headline was like, scrunchies are back in 2019. Like, and we were like, oh my God. It said one of the, like Vanity Fair said, did Jason Momoa just single-handedly bring back the scrunchie for 2019? And I'm like, no, I did. That's right. I fucking did. You did. You did. Who else? What were, who said the word scrunchie before you said scrunchie? Nobody. No, because I say scrunchie and you say scrunchie. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean the, the sentiment of the scrunchie. Yes. It's really felt like the crystals the dusty ass crystals because let me tell you <laughs> in in two short months the crystals are dust dots well we're gonna put them i'm gonna move them into the we're gonna room. yeah we're gonna we're gonna, gonna we're gonna put up. an air blower on them yeah. we're gonna get them all jizzed up we're gonna shove mm-hmm. them in our side of our pussies and assholes yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. we're gonna take them out and put them there and they're gonna have our juices yeah well that's how it's i'm gonna just like the tidying up show I'm going to shove them in and then pop them out. Yeah, it's what you're supposed to do to like charge them. Oh, to energize them. Yeah, we're going to energize like Star them. Trek. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, um, happy scrunchy 19, motherfuckers. I couldn't be, I couldn't be more validated. I was like, oh, oh, yep. Luckily, well, luckily, that's, that's right. my friend, luckily. And if you listen to the po- first podcast of the year, you'll know what that is. And people have tagged us in Instagram posts. And we love you guys for good looking out. Scrunchy 19. That's good right. looking out. Oh, yeah. and Vrana gave us some scrunchies, <laughs> oh, that's too. that's right. Yeah. All right. Let's get to Eye of the Shitstorm. Shit, take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall. Put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck. Put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right. So this week we really we really are in the eye of a shitstorm. Um, we're all sitting in the calm, sticky center waiting for the swirling storm of shit to hit the fan because supposedly the Trump-Russia investigation is coming to an end and special counsel Robert Mueller is going to release his report at some point this week. And just in case Trump and his new attorney general, Bill Barr, decide they want to keep the Mueller report confidential, California Representative Adam Schiff, he's Hollywood, he's West Hollywood, he's Adam Schiff, <laughs> has said that House Democrats are prepared to subpoena motherfucking Mueller and make him testify and or turn over the report if they have to. So there will be no keeping it secret. No. No keeping it secret. And they are like, you can try. You can try. But we're going to um, we're going to not let you do that. We're going to have a hearing. We're going to make that public. We're going to just no. So basically, the attorney general can decide to keep the findings of the Mueller report secret from Congress by determining that they are classified. So Jerry Nadler, the head of the House Judiciary Committee. Good old Nads. The Nads wrote a letter to Trump's new attorney general, Bill Barr, in January regarding the Mueller report and the passing of information to Congress. Shall I read the letter? I think so. It's a portion of the letter, but so basically it's explaining why 
you're going to go ahead and need to pass on the report, bitch. Because right. they're saying the report's going to come out this week. That's the shitstorm. And right. like, motherfuckers, we've been talking about this shit for two years. If it comes out this week, it will be goddamn scrunchy 19. Oh, and I mean, if you think you're going to keep that class, Oh, please. Come on. Are you insane? So here's what the NAD said. NAD said, if the special counsel has reason to believe that the president has engaged in criminal or other serious misconduct. Which they do. Then the president must be subject to accountability either in a court or to the Congress. But because the department has taken the position that a sitting president is immune from indictment and prosecution. And they have taken that because Bill Barr is on the side of the president is immune from prosecution. So that means nothing can happen to him. Right. Except... Congress could be the only institution currently situated to act in evidence of the president's misconduct to maintain that a sitting president cannot be indicted and then to withhold evidence of wrongdoing from Congress because the president will not be charged is to convert department policy into the means for a cover up. The president is not above the law. So basically what I think he's saying there is like because so I guess it happened like in with with. Nixon, um, the federal district judge ordered that the grand jury give Congress all the shit because because even though a president won't no, go to jail, mm-hmm. you can still get fired. Right. So they're like, fine, you don't want to send him to jo- jail. You want to take for the country that the president's above the law. Well, he ain't above losing this job, bitch. Right. So that's where they say we need the shit. Yeah. But we're going to now fire him with this information. You don't want to send him to jail? Don't. But he's getting fired. Right. And that's why Adam Schiff, West, good old WeHo, is going to be like, bitch, no. Bitch, please. Good night, Wig. <laughs> good night, Jamal. Bye, Wig. Bye, Jamal. Right. right. Exactly. Bye, bye, Jesse. Uh, bye, Jamal is the new bye, Felicia, because Jesse yes. Smollett's right. um, character's name was Jamal. Oh, that's right. On um, Empire. Empire. So bye, Jamal. Bye, <laughs> bye Jamal, because you're fired, too. You're also fired. You are, he's very, he is fired. I mean, he's literally fired. I, um, now after my question is, and I don't have the answer at this second, but my question would be if um, the president then gets fired, can he then be indicted after that? I don't think so, but I wonder maybe for his other crimes, but for that, I don't, I mean, I think, um, depending on. If it goes way back, if it, you know, it depends on the statute of limitations. If it's like, we found that you money laundered in 1982, he's going to be like, okay, well, right, right, um, right, now. right. But possibly, and they'll probably make a deal to get him to resign or right. whatever. And then, uh, yes. Nixon ultimately resigned. He, he resigned. didn't get impeached. Right. And you've got to be thinking that Mike Pence is sitting in the room somewhere just jerking off you're right you're right so you're right he just can't stop because i hadn't even thought about it but i'm grossed out now and bothered yo his mother is in the room with him he's like i can't take it yo he is about i hadn't even thought about it for some reason Uh, really oh yeah he when if trump gets fired mike pence is sitting frothing at the mouth dick his tiny dick is so hard he he's he's he needs to get in trouble too yeah he does but he won't He won't. God. Well, you know what? At this point, let's just let's just get the ball rolling. Yes, you know what I mean. Absolutely. We have, we have one more year. Well, we have one and a half years. And you know that if and you know that if that Bill Barr tries to keep that shit classified, that there is something being covered up. I mean, it's just why why would you not exactly? Why would you need it to be classified if there's no problem in everybody seeing it? Well, WeHo Shift's gonna call that shit to the floor. Um, 
Another interesting thing tied to the Mueller investigation happening this week is that Michael Cohen, Trump's former personal attorney and fixer. It's so annoying that he thinks he's fucking uh, like Roy. Yeah. Aberson, R- yeah. Roy, Ray. 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 Ray La- Montaigne. Ray. La- no. <laughs> um, Roy. It's Ray. Ray. Uh, Ray. What the fuck is his name? Atkinson. Yeah, Ray. Ray. Ray Liotta. <laughs> Ray. Ray. Whatever. That fixer. Yeah. So right. um, that fucking guy. He was the one who paid off Trump's hookers, Stormy Daniels and Kara McDougal. He is testifying publicly this week before Congress. Oh, tomorrow. That probably right about the same time that old stupid fuck Trump is meeting with old stupid fuck Kim Jong-un off in Vietnam. Trump is meeting all about North Korea and their nukes. This week, Trump's just trying to deflect like Melania. Yeah. Don't pay attention to what Michael Cohen oh. says before Congress. <laughs> and, and we're all going to be with your freshly popped popcorn. Just like, bring <laughs> it, bitch. And all, and you know that, like, he's going to try and be like, well, whatever is in that document. I mean, just remember, I stopped World War Three from happening. So you don't want to get rid of me. because You mean Trump? Yes. Oh. Because we would definitely. Because well, with he's Obama- trying to distract from Michael Cohen, who's testifying. Michael Cohen can't say anything about Russia. Mm-hmm. He can't even talk about Russia, even though he knows all about Trump Moscow. They were building the Trump Tower Moscow. He can only talk about the hookers. Ugh, it's going to be a whole day. Yeah. So Trump wants to go talk about nukes <sighs> so everyone doesn't have to hear about his fucking golden showers. Oh, yeah. So his then goddamn he can- tiny dick in a mm-hmm. nest of orange hair. <laughs> <laughs> and he can <laughs> and then he can say he can say that's locker room talk that's boy stuff that's guy stuff let's talk about what's really important the country not going to world war 3 kim jong un's <laughs> tiny dick in a nest yeah, his, and his tiny dick is in a nest of straight pubes just yeah. <laughs> and like who cares about that stuff i grabbed pussies you guys didn't care so who cares if i did hookers and now i am like saving the world so it doesn't matter it just doesn't matter and you know what? He's right. It's not going to matter. It's a no. salacious interview yeah. where we're just going to be turning it on to watch Kamala Harris rip him a new asshole. Oh my God, I can't wait. And everyone's going to dance around mm-hmm. like they're fucking doing the time step yep. around Russia. Yeah. Trying to get a, a word about Russia, which he's yep. not allowed to say. Yep. We can't wait to see Lindsey Graham come in there and be like, uh, we don't care what mans do. Right. I love fucking <laughs> right. hookers too. And he doesn't. <laughs> Fucking loser. Yeah, that's all going to be so good. And then <laughs> is Chuck Grassley going to be in there or did he retire? I, I'm not sure. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, mean, that, that asshole. piece of shit. It's just going to be... The the, the stars are going to be out. Yeah. It's going to be... Just don't miss it. It's better. It's going to be better than the Oscars. Um, And a quick note before we move on. We are going to have Bill Browder on the podcast. It's We have tentatively locked down Bill Browder. Now, mm-hmm. um, if you don't remember... um. We kind of got we got really deep into this in the summer of last year. Um, Bill Browder was the catalyst for the Magnitsky Act. He's the last word when it comes to Russia and what they're after. Putin says his name in every fucking speech he gives regarding U.S. sanctions. Mm-hmm. Bill Browder has single handedly brought down the money making um, capabilities of the Russian oligarchs mm-hmm. and government. Right. They are coming for him. They've been pissed off at him for years um so we're gonna we are gonna get him on and it's on the level for me of like it's not as high up as it like having an obama but for me it really is 
will be if it happens because we have been moted by a few people i'm malcolm nance we're looking at you um who have said that they would come on and then they didn't yeah but bill browder said he would be delighted to do our program and i think when someone calls something a program you're in yes you know what i mean absolutely sounds like something phyllis would say Uh you know Uh he's like i don't know what that is but i'd be delighted oh too uh sure (laughs) dumb gay oh well okay um we will, uh, we will, after talking to Bill Browder, we will be in Putin's ears. Do you understand? Do you understand? We will be one degree from, from Putin. Putin will, they will have, they will find a way to get the recording and play it for Putin. He'll, he listens to anything and everything Bill Browder does. Yeah, that's I what mean, I'm saying. Bill, Bill Browder does. Yeah, and he'll be like, what these girls they're talking to gays? We don't have gays in Russia. We don't have, and yeah, that's right. How exciting. So here's a little clip just to like remind you guys and I'm we're going to keep talking about Bro- Bill Browder on every episode until the motherfucker comes on because honestly it's the get of the century for us personally. We started this podcast two years ago and a, a week hasn't gone by that we haven't talked about Trump Russia. We even have you know full segments dedicated to it and this is the guy we will be one degree of Putin bacon and we're looking <laughs> for it hard and um, it's it's important to us, so we want you guys to get get hyped, get all hyped on, <laughs> on Bill, on Billy. Welcome back to Morning Joe. Joining us now is Bill Browder. He's the man who inspired the Magnitsky Act, a bill that singled out a number of Putin allies and denied them U.S. visas. Because of that, Browder has been called Putin enemy number one. Good to see you. Um, just for our viewers, I want to back up a little bit and, um, and explain that you were the largest foreign investor in Russia for a time, right? Or one of them, anyway. Um, Your attorney, Sergei Magnitsky, exposed some tax fraud that was happening in Russia. He was jailed and, in fact, killed in jail. Um, And you continue to fight the Putin regime every day. Why do you fight so hard against Russia and against Putin? So my lawyer, Sergei Magnitsky, was killed, um, I should say tortured to death in a Russian prison in 2009 for uncovering a massive Putin-Russian government corruption scheme. And um, they killed him effectively as, um, as my proxy. They killed him because he worked for me. And um, that's a big, big responsibility. He was 37 years old. He left a wife and two children after being tortured to death. And so um, on the day when I learned of his murder, which is the day after they killed him, I made a vow um, to his memory, uh, to his family, and to myself that I was going to go after the people who killed him and make sure they face justice. That was eight years ago. And I spent the last eight years doing that, which has resulted in U.S. legislation named after Sergei Magnitsky, which imposes visa sanctions and asset freezes. And the asset freezes is the key part of this whole story, so that against people of the Putin regime who are involved in this and who do other terrible things in Russia. And Putin went crazy. Just to give you the scale, so people understand, you're going to sign a dollar amount to the effect to Putin's oligarchs, the, the money that is his in one form or another that he controls. We're talking the hundreds of billions of dollars here. So I I believe that Putin is the richest man in the world. I believe that he personally is worth $200 billion. And I believe the people around him, let's say the top 1,000 officials in Russia, are worth a trillion dollars. This is, there's so much money at stake here. This is such an important issue. And I should point out that this money is not kept in Russia. As easily as they stole it from the Russian state or as they stole it from other people, it could be stolen from them. And so they keep it in the West. They keep it in the United States. They keep it in London. That's why they're so upset. And to draw a line back to Trump, where he was so anxious to get rid of these, to lift this act, to get rid of these sanctions, um, 
draw the line back to Trump, what would be his incentive? Well, we're so anxious to do that. We, we don't know what Trump's position is on these sanctions. We know what Putin's position is. Putin's position is that he wants these sanctions lifted as his number one foreign policy priority. He's so upset with these sanctions. And we know that he took this, um, he got this uh, agent, um, Natalia Veselnitskaya, this famous Russian lawyer, that he got her to go to Trump Tower when Trump had just been nominated to go and request for Donald, to Donald Trump Jr., Paul Manafort, and Jared Kushner to repeal the Magnitsky Act if During that meeting. Uh, Donald Trump was elected. Um, he goes on to say in that clip that in the past sanctions against foreign uh, countries, does that make sense? Um, it, the, they would sanction like, like if they put sanctions on Saudi Arabia, it would be against all Saudi Arabians. Or if they put sanctions on you know, Spain yeah, or whatever. It hurts all the people. Yeah. But this time Spain. with Russia, the sanctions weren't on Russians as a people. The sanctions were on the Russian government right. only. Right. And there's a list of names of these people that specifically with their names that are not allowed to invest, put money here, put money in Canada, put money in Mexico. They cannot come into North America with their funky dollars. Right. And so... That's why they're so pissed at this guy. And it is specifically this guy and his act that he got passed with John McCain with like a 98 person, like 98 votes. Mm -hmm. Like there's only like two or three people might have been unanimous. Even it was like one or two people maybe didn't vote or, or, you know, that it passed Congress. So that's our shit. That's our shit. And (laughs) we're really excited about it. And it has everything to do with this Mueller report and everything to do with Trump. Um, And we can't wait to find out about it. So. Let's stop talking about the news that hasn't happened yet so we can talk about an election that hasn't happened yet over on 2020 Street. Can you tell me how to get... How to get to 2020 Street. How to get to 2020 Street. How is it supposed to go? Sensitive Street. 22 Street. It needs to be like 22 Street. Right, because 2020 is not going to fit. It's not the right. How to get to 2020 Street. No, that doesn't work either. No. All right. So we are 21 months away from getting rid of Donald Trump and all the Democratic candidates are coming out of the woodwork, making their official announcements. Now, we're still waiting on Beto O'Rourke and Joe Biden to join the race. But so far, we've got seven major Democrats already officially bugging on with many more expecting to crowd in. Okay, so we're going to give you guys a quick and dirty rundown of five of the seven so far, starting with the biggest bugger, Bernie Sanders, uh-huh. then Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, um, Cory Booker, and Elizabeth Warren. And we will be sure and give you our unsolicited opinions throughout so you can see just how uninformed and judgmental <laughs> we really are. Oh, my. Well, first, let's say hello to Bernie Sanders. I mean... Hello again. Exactly. Remember that movie? Hello again. Hello again. Only because you bring it up a lot. You really like that movie, don't you? Wait, That's maybe like not. an 80s. It's a Burt, Burt Reynolds? No, it's Shelley Long. On who? Who's the guy? I want to say it's Ryan O'Neill. Okay. Is that right? That sounds right. Could it be? I feel like you've talked about it before. 
I definitely, it's one of those movies from my childhood that yeah. I watched a lot. Um, Shelley Long. She bugged, but we were all into it. I like a movie, or used to, or, I mean, I liked a movie when the someone died and comes back, and it's hilarious. Uh-huh. Like, George, like I mean? the George Burns ones. <laughs> oh, God. Uh-huh. I liked those. Yep. I like those, too. Oh, my God. They're making a remake of it. <laughs> Who's the guy? Um, hello again, Shelley Long. Okay. It is... Um, Oh, it's Corbin Burnson. Oh, geez. Oh, come on. <coughs> come on, Ellie Law. Oh, my God. Well, anyway. So, Bernie Sanders. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he's a senator, senator from Vermont. Uh, he's running as a Democrat in the presidential primary, even though he's a registered independent who self-identifies as a Democratic Socialist. His, I mean, we've seen him before. He's coming back. His vision for government is very different from the one currently, obviously, employed by uh, this administration. By or any either other, party. Yeah, by or either party. Um, his greatest accomplishment to date is leading or maybe reading <laughs> a lurch to the left among a new activist group of Democrats who aren't unnerved by the word socialist and want the government to guarantee jobs and health care to its citizens. He loves saying he's a democratic socialist. He sure does. And he has really got all these all these kids, all these damn kids screaming about it. Um, here's a quick rundown of what he wants. Mm-hmm. We're just going to do these quick and dirty rundowns yeah. that are general, right. meaningless, pipe dreams, annoying, all of the above. He wants Medicare for all, free college, huge taxes on the rich, double the minimum wage, he wants to break up big banks um, and privately funded prisons and reform reform campaign finance. Sounds good. All of it sounds great. Sounds great. Now, I just want to do a quick note on Bernie okay. um, to the 14 listeners. Now, we didn't have this podcast during the election. We, um, we didn't start this podcast until December of 2016. Trump had already won. He hadn't been inaugurated. The transition was starting. Um, we enjoyed... Um, a joke at Bernie's expense a time <laughs> uh-huh, or two. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You love to talk about bagels and locks falling out of his mouth. He's very Jewy. You love to get, do an impersonation. <laughs> yeah, he's too, he's too much. He's very Jewish. He's yeah. yells, he's yelling. You say that it looks like he has his hanger stuck in his he jacket looks still. Like he looks like he, the, he, he still has the hanger in his jacket that he's being still hung in the actual closet. Yeah. He's a Jewish man hanging in a closet on a, that's, that's what it looks like to me. Uh, I imagined him walking down Air Force One with a hanger in his jacket. Yeah, and, and, ba- just, and bagels and locks pouring out of his mouth. Yeah, just spitting. Yeah. A lot of spitting. <laughs> and um, So it hits close to home for Julie. So She's Jewish. Say? And um, for me, I enjoyed those jokes. I thought I was somebody that just paid my student loans off this year. I'm 110. And I did like free college for all pipe mm-hmm. dreams but he's not someone I'm not Jewish and I didn't grow up on the East Coast and he's not someone that I related to at all. Like right. I um, so it's not that I didn't like him or that I did. I just he doesn't have much swag for me. His swag doesn't speak to me. Right. And when we would make fun of him or his fucking ideals. And also we thought it was annoying that he watered down the fucking Hillary yep. train. Yep. We did. We yep. just did. We just did. We're yep. looking for a scapegoat and yep. we found one and we don't care. Yep. Now, some of our 14 listeners and some of our loyal original 14, 
they didn't really like that. <laughs> they liked Bernie. They got hurt. They wanted us to be more progressive, open-minded. Um, and we weren't. And this is a dumb gay political podcast. We, I'm dumb. Julie's gay. We weren't giving him a minute. We weren't. I'm dumb and gay. And I am... Um... I'm 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 doubling down on what I felt before. Okay. Well, what I want for you guys to do is I got like hot around the, my upper neck region, my clavicle area when I found out he was back in the race because I was like, oh man, mm-hmm. people are gonna get mad at us. We're gonna make fun of him. We're gonna talk shit. We're gonna say we don't want him. And <clears throat> we um we really don't want to lose any Patreon members. Is the bottom line. <laughs> so and we want to get more Patreons. So I want you guys out of the 14 listening, I want you to message me if you're not white and you like Bernie Sanders. Because I really want to say to the people out there that love him, that love him like a sister, I'm not mad at you, but you can't be mad at me for not loving him like a sister because I don't I don't feel his swag. I don't feel connected to him. I don't think he's connected to the black community uh-huh. or the non-white community. Yeah. I don't. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I could be absolutely wrong. If you're If you're black, if you're... Um, Latino, if you're a person of color at all, and I'm not talking about Elizabeth Warren style. <laughs> okay, I'm talking about a real person of color Full. out there. Full. You could be half. Half. You could be quarter. Quarter. But you got to be, it can't be 20 years ago. Right. You know, if you're a person of color and you like Bernie Sanders and you were for him, please just message us message us on on our patreon podcast um www.patreon.com slash dumb gay politics mm-hmm. or our website is this offensive no okay um julianbrandy.com um i want to know because i could be absolutely wrong but i just feel like um i feel like i'm not mad at, at i'm not mad at a white man running and i'm really not mm-hmm. but um it better be a white man who can who who got some swag, who can speak to every community, not just like an East Coast, like elite type of group. Well, I also, um, in this particular race, now that it's so um, saturated and there's women and there's a black woman and there's so much diversity in the race. A black, a black man. Black man. That Bernie still, and this is, and this is a testament, and this confirms my feeling about him. He still needed to run for president, even though he can clearly see. And listen, he cleared the path. He did amazing work. He should be very proud of himself. He is a historical, groundbreaking um, figure in our society and in history and politics. But now we've got Kamala and there's Cory Booker and there's all the other women. And we will go over them. But he, in my opinion, should have looked at the landscape and picked one to support and if he had supported one of them, it would have um, even given more like uh, a depth and a gravitas to that candidate and even to his own like platform. And it would have made could have like made people even feel stronger and more supportive. Yeah. But he again needed to come in, divide, divide, divide. He feels that. And I just don't I don't like his. His attitude. I don't like his attitude. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. I think he's a. I think he's. I like the things he has to say. But him thinking even now that he should come in and run for president speaks to me and says to me the guy's a fucking dick. 
Yeah, he's not taking. Him. He's not. I don't think he's taking the temperature. But I could be wrong, and that's why I want you guys to come back to us and let us know. We could be wrong as far as, but we feel he's a tad bit tone deaf, and he isn't taking the temperature on what the country needs. And I'm wondering how many of these people are throwing their hat in so that they can be VPs. Yeah, like I've said a million times, right. like it could be a Beto Kamala, and right. it could be Bernie Kamala. I'd be thrilled um, as far as Bernie be the VP. I just there. Don't, I just don't. Feel him as a president. I just but give don't us feel your feedback. It. Give us your feedback, guys. Okay. Um. Up next, yeah. Kamala Harris. Okay. She's a first-term senator from California. I like to say she's a freshman senator from California. She slayed us with her questions at the Brett Kavanaugh hearing. And if you don't remember, we're going to give you a little taste. Julie and I watched this live here at Julie's apartment, and um, fell in love, quite frankly, because the bitch is gangster and takes no prisoners, and um. It's arousing, so and, be prepared. That's right. And if you can't listen just to this voice, ask these questions and compare this voice to Bernie Sanders and you think he's better than this? We don't know what they think. I know. I'm just... Yeah. Okay, okay, for me. For okay. me. I should say for me. Okay, here. Have you discussed Mueller or his investigation with anyone at Kasowitz, Benson, and Torres, the law firm founded by Mark Kasowitz, President Trump's personal lawyer? Uh... Be sure about your answer. Sir. Look at her. Um, well, I'm not remembering, but if you have something you want to. Are you certain you've not had a conversation with that. anyone at that law firm? Casowitz, Benson. Tool. Casowitz, Benson, and yeah. Torres, which is the law She's firm like, founded you're a by judge. Mark Casowitz, yeah. who is President Trump's personal lawyer. Are you? Have you had any conversation about Robert Mueller? Or his investigation with anyone Do I stutter? at that <laughs> firm. You know? Yes or no? Well, is He's there like, a person Mommy? you're talking about? I'm asking you a very direct question. Yes or no? I, I need to know the... Uh, I'm not sure I know everyone who works at that law firm. I don't think you need to. I think you need to know who you talk to. Who'd you talk to? I don't think I... I I'm not remembering, but I'm, I'm happy to be refreshed or if you want to tell me who you're thinking so are, you, works. are you saying that with all that you remember you have an impeccable memory you've been speaking for almost eight hours i think more with this committee about all sorts of things you remember yeah. how can you, you remember not, not raping yeah, right. yeah. had a conversation about robert Mueller or his investigation with anyone at that law firm this investigation has only been going on for so long, sir. So right, I'm not sure I do. I I'm just trying to think. Do I know anyone who works at that firm? I might know. Have you had? A, that's not my question. My question is: Have you had a conversation with anyone at that firm about that investigation? Uh, I'm sweating. It's a really specific question. Mm-hmm. I would like to know the person you're thinking of, because what if there's? I think a- you're thinking of someone you don't want to tell us. Exactly. <laughs> and then the laughing, the laughing, and her you look. Have a conversation with the. I, I am. That was when we, that was the first, honestly, the first moment that we felt absolutely head over heels in love with her Mm. and doing nothing but just her job. Um, She's the, she's, um, and that was the first moment where we realized that guy was a giant sack of shit and a Mm. fucking liar. And that was well before Christine Jazzy Blasey Ford hit the scene. Right. Just by her asking him one question, one question. He became a giant liar. His ass was shown, and we were like, "Oh, this guy's a fucking liar," and and a and a 
Twat. A baby. Like a b- bitchy, yep. cunty, twatty. Yep. Like whiny. Whiny. Um, and she did all that with one question. Yeah. Imagine imagine her like grilling a witness just like shreds. <sighs> imagine her sitting <laughs> with Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Imagine her sitting with some sort of, di- with Putin, with yeah. the dictator. Do you think she's going to be scared? She's not going to be scared. Mm-mm. She's not at all. She's not going to be yelling with hands flailing. Nope. She's going to be calm and cool and kept together. She's only the second black woman ever elected to the U.S. Senate, which is absolutely fucking hideous. Yeah. Hideous. She's the first black woman ever to serve on the Senate Judiciary Committee. She's a former prosecutor, former district attorney of San Francisco, former attorney general of California. She's super popular with women, minorities, and millennials. Her campaign slogan is Kamala Harris for the people. Mm-hmm. Here's a quick rundown of her key issues. Okay, she supports the Paris Climate Accord and climate reform, free tuition at four-year public colleges, supports institution of nationwide pre-kindergarten program, gun control in the form of banning assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, also gun store advertising, universal government-run health care or Medicare for all, re-examined border security, supports DACA, opposes wall for abortion and same-sex marriage. Um, vote cast. <laughs> for the people, bitch. I mean, honestly, I'm... Yeah. We know. Okay. Amy Klobuchar, senator from Minnesota, who made headlines when she stood in the pouring snowfall with no hat (laughs) to announce her run for president and was covered completely in snow by the end of the speech. Yeah. Now, she did... um, I thought she was a tool for that, quite frankly, and I didn't appreciate her making anyone, regardless if they were Minnesotians or not, stand out in the goddamn snow Mm -hmm. um so she could sit there and look like a toughened midwest gal right but she did kind of win me back a little with this trump exchange i couldn't rachel maddow was licking her pussy like the very next night and i could not (laughs) deal rachel maddow said she's the funniest of all the candidates i was like well you're wrong on that you're also not the arbiter of humor yeah miss maddow so meow meow read the read the tweet exchange which amy crawled out of the dumpster from i was like okay you can live so Trump tweeted, well, it happened again. Amy Klobuchar announced that she's running for president, talking proudly of fighting global warming while standing in a virtual blizzard of snow, ice, and freezing temperatures. Bad timing. By the end of her speech, she looked like a snowman. Parentheses, woman, exclamation point. So then she tweeted back, science is on my side at real Donald Trump. Looking forward to debating you about climate change and many other issues. And I wonder how your hair would fare in a blizzard. Question mark. And I wonder how your hair would fare in a blizzard. Your hair system would have been frozen. Uh, That we know. So that was a high point for her. Yeah. But a low point came (laughs) when very quickly story after story surfaced of her being like bitchy to her staff. Yes. They like to say it's abusive, but it's really just bitchy. And any of us that have had a job, especially working for a woman, actually working for anyone, you know that they're always bitchy to you. Mm -hmm. It's just the way the power dynamic goes. But then there was the salad story. <laughs> so you're going to have to regale them with this fucking bullshit, meow, meow. All right. Well, here's a quick. Uh, OK, so here's basically what we understand happened. She was in the airport going for a flight. She asked her aide to get her a salad. She was hangry. She was hangry. Yep. And I'm sure she was just so bitchy because she was so hangry. And I'm sure she was on a fucking diet. And that was annoying, too. Oh, I'm sure she was. Good luck being on a diet in the fucking airport. Yeah. I don't care what airport you're There's in. There's nothing to eat here. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have to go on, Rachel. So <laughs> then 
She has the aide get her a salad. The, sa- the, the aide comes back with a salad. The guy or girl, I'm not sure We which. don't know. I, we don't know. The aide forgets to bring her a fork. Because they spilled the tea on it, I think it's a guy. Agreed. Yeah. I, I, I want to say it's a guy too. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, which is probably why she's so doubly fucking annoyed. Yeah. So He's a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> 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 I didn't care. Again, I wasn't even mad. I mean, we're certainly not selling A.B. Klobuchar like we, because we love Kamala, Kamala Harris. But w- this one story about the salad, I didn't give a f- one, two flying fucks. No, no not everyone, one everyone was going off on her for this. So she apparently... Um, <laughs> couldn't wait to eat so rather she pulled a, a, a so, yeah they didn't get her the plasticware so they didn't get her the fork or the plasticware spoon or anything she pulled a comb from her bag and ate the salad with her comb <laughs> which so, we said was industrious i think it's a great idea yeah so i don't have one problem with it. not one i even thought to myself well what if it was a brush what if it was julie thought it Julie literally, you guys, thought it might could be a brush. I was like, now nah, that's gross. Because that has hair really in it. Up a whole that you can't. It's now it, the, you've got to throw the brush away. No, no, it's not. That isn't sanitary, but a comb. And like, of course, she uses a comb. P.S. Right. You know what I mean? It's probably a pick. But right. it even could have been a comb that has a fork on the end because some of them have that pick on the end. Mom, you know, you used to that's use right. those. Right. Where you pick oh, up the right. hair. Oh, maybe it is like something like that. So that's like basically a goddamn fork. I eat the shit with my hands if I was hangry I ain't got time yeah. you're also a tool I want to shame the person who forgot the plastic wear this is your job you're an assistant you didn't bring me you're an aide you're a PA <laughs> you're a production assistant yeah. you're and if anyone's ever worked in production you know you get treated like shit that's your job to get treated like shit and that wasn't even being treated like shit no. but she- then she where it got real testy apparently is she finished her salad <laughs> and then she made the aide go wash her comb right and this guy yes. couldn't fucking handle having to go clean off some lady's comb. Yeah, he should have shoved it up his ass while he's at it. He's probably <laughs> running for president, too. He's probably somewhere else on the list. And he's going to go when he runs and he's going to be like, no, I know what it's like to work, be the people. I had to wash Amy Klobuchar's comb. Yeah. It's like, you're I'm lucky you didn't get your balls grabbed, you little tool. <laughs> um, okay, so here's a quick de- rundown on her top key issues. Cybersecurity, I like that's that. Good. Yeah, that's great. Single payer government healthcare, not necessarily Medicare for all, um, but she does want okay. universal healthcare. Climate change, prescription drug reform as it per- pertains to the opioid epidemic. I also like that. Okay. Very specific. Mm-hmm. Education, not including free college. Immigration, not including abolishing ICE and election reform. I like okay. what she stands that's all for. Good. That's all good. And you know what? I like that she ate the goddamn salad with the comb. And it was, it was in the points column for me. I do too. I like that she ate the salad with the comb. I also believe Kamala Harris would eat a salad with a comb. I believe it too. You know what I mean? I believe, she, no, I believe she'd go, um, you know what? You can walk your happy ass <laughs> yes. on back yeah. and get me a fork yeah. or you're fired, bitch. Yeah. It's like, do, hey, aren't you the coat check? Are you the coat check girl? Well, check it, bitch. That's what's up. Do your job. Right. Yeah, check and it, why bitch. didn't you go while she, while you watched your boss eat salad with a comb? You should have run. Run. To fucking. I don't care if you got to get on the tram. Sabaro. Go down to go, Terminal 5. Yes. Bust out the Chick-fil-A right. in the Atlanta airport Excuse and get me, that Excuse me, do you have a fork or spork or anything? Because my I need, thank you. And then just go back and give her the fucking fork and be like, listen, I'm so sorry. I know you finished half the salad with the fork, but here's a fork. Right. Or a comb, here's a fork. Exactly. Like, Stop being a fucking little asshole. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Okay, Cory Booker. Okay. 
He's a senator from New Jersey, joined Kamala Harris as the first two black people to serve on the Senate Judiciary Committee. He's adored for being a gifted public speaker, and he definitely capitalizes on the fact that he reminds um, basic bitches of Obama. He's known for never dating or being in a relationship or even being seen with a romantic interest. Okay, let me just say, though we like him a lot, right we, I, we yes. like cory booker a yeah. lot and we yes. and he's another one like kamala harris where i wasn't like even feeling him i can be honest and then i saw him in the in the hearings yeah like with with just trump's cabinet and then with kavanaugh and he really 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 won me over in those hearings yes. he's a, he's also like i think was a former prosecutor or something because he's yeah. a, he's great in those hearings um and though we like him a lot we suspect that he's in the closet yeah and and for the record, you guys, I don't care if somebody stays in the closet their whole life. Like Lindsey Graham, she'll be my boo. I don't give a shit. Stay in the closet. And especially if you're trying to get to be president, you better hide what you need to hide. If you're Jewish trying to get out of goddamn Hitler, hide it. Hide away. Mm-hmm. Hide what you need to hide. Here's where I draw the line. I'm not a big fan of a beard. Right. And Rosario Dawson, we've always known is Les. We've heard it. It's an open secret, like all the pedophiles mm-hmm. running around LA. Mm-hmm. Rosario Dawson is a Les. Right. And they are now supposedly dating. And he did have the audacity to go on some show and be like, I got a boo now. And I was like, girl, girl, <laughs> girl, stay single, girl. Uh, stay fucking single. Yeah. Don't try it. Right. Because number one, you're going to get exposed. Yes. It would be just better just to Lindsay. I mean, Lindsey Graham's not p- parading around no. some lady. <laughs> no. He's not like, I don't know why everyone <laughs> thinks I'm gay. Here's my girlfriend. <laughs> yep. Look at, I mean, John McCain met her. Yes. We all had a double day. <laughs> exactly. We loved going out as couples. Like he's not <laughs> no. doing that. He doesn't need to it, do that's it. Right. And you don't need to do it. Just don't. Because just, just, you are going to get caught. And you're then right. you're going to be screwed, but Wad. You're right. It's really stewed, but. Um, and so. We're not feeling it, and uh, we want we want to support him, but we're not feeling it. Okay, Core Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like Corey where he is at least for now. I don't need. He's also to me isn't. He's not speaking to me as a president as of yet. He's he he's, might get there. I would I'd like Eric Holder. He might. Who hasn't he hasn't announced yet? But right. um. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Cory Booker needs a little bit more experience for some reason with Kamala yeah. Harris. And I felt that way about Kamala Harris at the beginning too. I was like, um, she needs more experience, but now I'm, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Mm-mm. Kamala Harris to me is it until we'll see if Beto O'Rourke runs then okay. I'm kind of now feeling Bernie with Kamala because Bernie does have a lot of experience. That's true. Um, so here's a quick rundown of Cory Booker's key issues. Um, criminal justice reform, Medicare for all, the Green New Deal, education, not including free college, abortion rights, same-sex marriage, and legalizing marijuana. I mean, also great. Good. Yeah. Really good. Um, really good. Um, okay. Elizabeth Warren, senator from Massachusetts, one of my idols, one of my all-time idols. Mm-hmm. She's the daughter of a janitor. And has been dragged through the mud by every fucking player hater known to mankind, including and especially Democrats, for trying to get scholarship money to go to college by claiming indigenous ancestry, which, by the way, is probably true. Right. Okay. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I don't give a fuck what the daughter of a janitor did to get through school every single minute of her adult working life she has spent trying to fix inequalities in this fucking country for people less fortunate or even 
on the same level as her. Yes. And I don't fucking care if she tried to get a scholarship when she was 18 years old. The motherfucker's 69. Let it go. Yeah, let it go. Let it go. And you know who has to let it go? Me. I have to let go my dream of her becoming president because of all these fucking player hater assholes on stupid fucking CNN, and I don't appreciate it. She might be able to. You never know. You never know because in a debate... She might be able to come through. Uh, yes, because uh, we're everyone's doing all their their hemming and hawing and and yakking yakking and whatever. Gross. But she in a debate. I mean, I think Kamala Harris is really good in debate. But she Elizabeth Warren. I think if she she could, could come back in a debate. Yes, I do. I do. Do I have snot in my nose? You do not. Okay. So you know. Well, I I I just I'm gonna stand by her. We are gonna stand by her. Yes. And um, we love her. We love her and we don't care. And we want to encourage you guys um, not to be led around by these, even the fucking fork story. Like, who gives a fuck? Right. And it's CNN and people like propagating this bullshit. Yeah. Like, quit being a smokescreen. Quit being a shill. Fuck off with that. We think for ourselves. We have said and I've said, I feel like all of the Democrats should get together and it probably would become a personal mudslinging like seen if this happened but we feel like they should all get together agree on a battery of issues agree on a stance on all of it climate education prison reform um election reform campaign finance all of it like agree across the board even foreign policy and then sit there and sit down and go we're actually not going to debate because we're all um we actually all feel the same on every issue. Right. So if you like this set of issues, vote over here. And right now in the primary, vote for the person with the most swag. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Like they could literally do a town hall where they just sort of like, like talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's not like a debate. And they could question. They could question each other. Yeah. But they would more be like, I, you know what? We, I, I agree. I agree too. You know what? We all agree. So at that point, it would be a debate on, I know this many people right. in Congress. Yep. Here's my list of friends. Yep. Here's my list of donors. Yep. Here's my list of, um, right. of, um, lobbyists that I've never right. fucked with. I don't owe any of these people favors because it all becomes like with Nancy Pelosi where who you can go in and make your right. deals with. That's right. it. We need to agree on the issues across the board of what we all want. And that's what we should be voting on. And they should all they should all have the same ones and then Agreed. we should. So um, also, I just want to say to you that I think that Elizabeth Warren out of all of them is I don't know that the word smartest is the right, but it's like she's well, she's the most prepared for the presidency. Yes. And the most prepared for the campaign too, and, and the most prepared for um, the most prepared for like uh, across the board what it is that society needs like the macro look at society yeah like coming from like uh, almost Uh, like an economist yes like yeah here's a quick rundown of her top key issues her main focus is income inequality in what she sees as the middle class under attack from big corporations um and big corporations and political corruption listen to this that was a mic dropping (laughs) fuck off i'm reading it again her top issue is Income inequality in what she sees as the middle class under attack from big corporations and political corruption. Don't we all care about that? Is anyone rich even listening to this? I certainly hope so. And I ask you to join the Patreon (laughs) if you are. Leah, you're already a member. She wants to rebuild the middle class focusing on income equality again. She's for voter reform and campaign finance reform, judicial reform, so that justice isn't just for the rich and powerful. 
again, judicial reform so justice isn't just for the rich and powerful. The woman's entire focus is on the income inequality in this country. We only, the only power we all possess, you guys, listen the fuck up. This is a fact, is as consumers. We don't walk around, we have power because we're white. Oh, white privilege. No, our white privilege quickly goes away when somebody else rolls in with more money. It's all about money. And she's the only one trying to fucking level the playing field for anyone of any color out of all these candidates. I can't take it. I'm just so materialistic. It speaks to me very hard. Um, Her foreign policy is for focusing on, again, protecting military families and circumventing trade deals that crush the middle class. Every single thing she's for or about has to do with, with income inequality. It's not, and it's, it's not income inequality means inequality and income fighting inequality Income inequality means creating equality. So, <laughs> okay, you know what I mean. Yeah. So you think you think it's all materialistic? It's not that you're materialistic. It's that you can't stand inequality. And well, that, I can't stand being poorer than other people. Well, of course not. <laughs> but you also don't like um, other people being poorer than me. And uh, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you don't like in, you don't like inequality. No, I hate it. So, and it makes you feel bad, and it makes when it should make everybody feel bad. And she, that's what I'm saying. She's the only one who sees, and I believe like they all feel like they're all for this, but she's the only one who has like spent her actual life working on it. Yep. And has Dedicated a- Dedicated um, to it, learning it. Right. And has an actual like professor's like mind of how to actually get a spreadsheet and fix it. You yep. know what I mean? She's the only one with a plan. The plan. So- like just I just wanted to say that that yes. income inequality is about creating equality. Um, there's also Julian Castro, former mayor of San Antonio, Kristen Gillibrand, senator from New York, Marianne Williamson, kooky Oprah Stop author it. that we met at LAX. Um, they're all running, most likely Sherrod Brown, senator from Ohio, but we will wait to cover them for when Beto O'Rourke, the former Texas congressman, um, who ran against Ted Cruz and Joe Biden, former mm. vice president, make their announcements. At that point, we'll cover the rest because we're out of time. But now we're going to get to my and our favorite new segment of Scrunchy 19, <laughs> Reclaiming Our Time. You want to talk about the things I've done, but I'm reclaiming my time. Yeah, you want to speak on the battles I've won, yeah. but I'm reclaiming my time. Ooh, that's not why I brought you here to share it. I'm reclaiming my time. Yeah, don't read my resume because I was there. I'm reclaiming my yeah. time. This is our new segment called Reclaiming My Time, and it's about me talking about the things that I want to talk about. Finally! It seems like this whole episode is called Reclaiming My Time since I haven't shut the fuck up. And I've already and I've already talked so much about Elizabeth Warren and she's one of my favorite things to reclaim my time about. Now sometimes it'll be about Rachel Maddow sticky pilly lip gloss fails <laughs> or just the fact that Malia Obama is six fucking one. She's goddamn over six feet tall. Obama's daughter is over six feet tall and no one ever talks about it. But today I want to reclaim my time and talk about documentaries. Two documentaries in particular 
one called Icarus and one called Active Measures. But before we get down and dirty on how Russia is running the world and Trump is helping them, I need to reclaim my time on documentaries in general because like Facebook, they are mostly fake news for basic bitches. And moving forward, we all need to avoid the trap. And the only way to avoid the trap is by seeing the trap. So, um... I wa- we watched the Fire Festival documentary. Right. We watched only one, the Netflix one. We right. haven't watched the Hulu one. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I just, I learned from that documentary that the the Fuck Jerry people, um, the like the Fuck Jerry production company from Instagram, um, they were involved. They were the company that promoted the, did the social media promotion for the Fire Festival. And... They were also the production company that made that documentary. Right. So you can see that there is some bias there. Uh They certainly act like they were victimized as well. Right. And um, it just, that was sort of the first step in me realizing, and I saw, I found myself after the documentary really judging um, Ja Rule, who didn't go to jail, Mm -hmm. and... I sort of had to take a step back and be like, you know, Ja Rule could have been victimized too by that fucking asshole who looks like Seth MacFarlane, whatever his name is. His name's MacFarlane too. Yes. Um, I just had to honestly say, I don't have all the facts just because I watched a documentary. Documentaries are not journalism from the 80s. Documentaries aren't Tom <laughs> Brokaw who have to tell the truth or they'll get sued. They're movies. They're movies. They're not fact-checked. They certainly do stand the chance of getting sued, but they don't have any un- they don't have a rule to be unbiased. That rule is gone. This right. isn't Edward R. Murrow and shit. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's fuck Jerry and they didn't make sure they told the story right. <laughs> right. So, I started to realize like everybody watches one documentary and they think they know everything and now we're going to be like Fox News if we become a nation that watches documentaries and thinks we're experts we're gonna act like we're fox news because that's what they do when they watch fox news they think they're hearing truth because it's on the news and it isn't the truth it is biased it is spin and we don't want to be basic bitches like that the other thing happened because um the girl that does my hair who's two and she's the fucking best casey um she told me that she watched the michael moore documentary called fahrenheit 11 9 and she was hurt and offended and bothered and destroyed because um, Michael Moore in that movie depicts in that documentary in quotes that Obama knew about Flint, Michigan, that he went into Flint and did did a huge stunt of drinking the water and being like, the water's great. And I don't and he showed she showed video of Obama doing it. And number one, don't fuck with Obama. I hate Michael Moore. I think he's fucking ugly. I think he looks ugly because he is ugly. That's what I think. You look weird, you're going to be weird. And I hate his fucking guts. Tom Arnold told us that he was up Steve Bannon's nuts yes. now. Yeah. Like he's like, can you believe it? Steve Bannon likes me. Like he's like he was sycophanting over Steve Bannon. And he went to the, didn't he go to the Republican? He went to that, not the National Committee, but he went to that where they all sit around the Republicans. It was like Paul Ryan, Steve Bannon. They all oh, talked to the audience. And and Tom Arnold told us that he was like, dude, bro, you can't fucking go hang out with Steve Bannon. Right. And he was, he was getting in with Breitbart and Steve Bannon. He was, Michael Moore. This is what Tom, Tom, Tom? <laughs> this is what Tom Arnold said. It's kind of hard not to say Tom Arnold without saying Tom. Tom Arnold. Yeah, Tom Arnold. Uh-huh. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. 
He said he was in with the fucking Republicans and getting that point of view. And then you go and make a documentary where you put Obama on blast. Save it, bitch. Save yeah. it. And it's also giving me like a you're doing like turning into like a Julian Assange. Like now you're you started out with like a point of view and you were for the people and you were in the. But then all of a sudden now you're you're veering into like everyone's evil. Yeah. And everyone is now I'm the only one who's telling the truth. And it's like, no, you're not. Good one. I love that, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and that's bullshit. You're in fact now part of the problem. And you are part of the problem. Pick a side. Get on it. Fuck off. Quit ruining everything. Yeah. You keep saying Trump's going to get impeached. He never did. You're a tool. You exploited him to make a ton of money and you're an asshole. And so what that taught me is don't believe these documentaries. Don't believe them. We're going to recommend two. We're not going to recommend. We're going to insist. If you continue <laughs> on here, you will watch these. Yeah. Um, but watch everything with a grain of salt. Think for your fucking self. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, the first one, Icarus. That is all facts because it can all be double sourced and corroborated in the news. There might might as well be a long bibliography at the end (laughs) with all sources. You see that it it all happened in real time and everything is um, much of the drama and it is taken from the news. So it's it's not it's factual. It's the turn of events was a were facts. Right. It's not just somebody putting pieces together going the Clintons and the Clinton Foundation and Africa and uh, uh, uh," speaking engagements. And it's like. Some of that stuff may be true, but there's a million ways to paint things so that they look more incriminating than they are. And we're not going to play the the trailer for Icarus. The overview of Icarus is that it exposes the Russian doping scandal in the Olympics and in sports. But what it really shows you is that Russia is the, shady. The, the, Russian, liars. the Russian government will stop at nothing to win. Right. And the level of lies that they go in just for doping, they involve their entire government. They involve the entire KGB to right. lie at the Olympics. And the whole time we're watching it, we're like this. Who cares? Right. And, Who it's cares? A, and that it's the deeper the the that the you'll see through Icarus and if you go deeper after Icarus and let's say you watch this other documentary and if you go on your own and do some research about Russia watch other documentaries there's plenty on Netflix there's like Russian Revolution all kinds of things <laughs> that Russia is obsessed with creating a veneer where they are showing that they are part of the world stage that they are part of doing the Olympics, that they're kind of like a democracy, that they're living like they're European, that they're they're living amongst uh, regular people. They're just regular people. It is all for show. And behind the scenes that Putin and the oligarchs and the they're basically like a monarchy are pulling the strings so that they can make money. Yeah, all the money. That's and then what they, it is about. All the money. And, and the Olympics represent for them sport in general that was their like football teams which is soccer and um their wrestling and their gymnastics um, their but that's olympics their um formula one mm -hmm. any professional sports and then the olympics for them it like humanizes them and normalizes them them normal to the people of Russia and then when they win and there's a direct correlation and they show you this and they're like Russian fake Russian polls when they win the Olympics and they win all these medals in the Olympics Putin's popularity like soars so it's it's they're one of their top directives they had a minister of sports like they had like the way like we have like the head of education Mm -hmm. it's like they have that for sports because that's how important it is in their country to 
dominate in sports so that people keep the government in favor. Right. Just and remember um, gladiators, you know what I mean? It's just like the Coliseum. Yeah. It's like that. So this guy is a cyclist and he he starts to do it. He's a rich cyclist and he decides he's going to do a documentary about um, kind of like Lance Armstrong and how he can um, – do steroids and pass the the drug, the drug test, test and then right. go do this crazy race um, right. bike race in France. He gets hooked up with this Russian doping doctor and before he knows it he's literally hiding the guy. The guy is being tracked by Putin and it's all in the news. Mm-hmm. And now and currently right now that man is in witness uh, protection. Witness protection. Yeah. And it's- you will not believe no. I watched it twice I watched it on my own and then I came and watched it with Julie because I was so absolutely fucking stunned at the level that Russia will go to cheat and get what they want and for me it was just it was a uh, um it was a parallel to what they did in the election right exactly exactly it is a parallel to what they did in the election so then we watched active measures which we also insist insist that you guys watch so we're going to play you the trailer yeah. um, for it. And this one is a little more clearly biased. Mm-hmm. So you want to watch it and understand like there's a there's a um, a clear point of view and it is anti-Trump. So we're not saying you need to eat everything up with a spoon. But, but what you do need to do is pay attention to the Russia part. Because whether right. Trump, Trump, you know, it says he, that he... Um, since his his fucking Nazi father was alive, yep. that Trump the Trump organization has been a mon- money laundering organization, and it's just well known. And um, so you can feel however you want about him, but the stuff about Russia is where you learn, right? In this documentary, and if you and again, just like Icarus, just like this, just like every other documentary about Russia, it's the same story over and over and over again. President Trump. Just now, President Putin denied having anything to do with the election interference in 2016. Every U.S. intelligence agency has concluded that Russia did. My first question for you, sir, is who do you believe? Putin has worked to undermine democracies across the globe. He made his way up through the KGB. He learned how to maneuver politically. The Russian mafia is an adjunct of the Russian government. And they've helped maintain Mr. Putin's power. To the point where Putin may well be the wealthiest man on the face of the planet. How does Russia launder money into America? Uh, (laughs) Everything I know that's interesting, I can't tell you. The Russians have a particular type of mark. They go after somebody who has business resources, shady morals, and political connections or aspirations. I've just described Donald Trump. Putin realizes that if we're divided as a nation, we cannot protect ourselves from threats within and without. And what you have is probably the biggest intelligence breach in the history of the world. The crown jewel for any intelligence agency is to recruit an asset inside your adversary's intelligence agency. They seem to have premonitions of things that were going to happen that, in fact, did happen. The question is, who helped guide the decisions that the Russians were making? 
Telecom Tower was the money laundering paradise. Anybody who was anybody in Russian organized crime bought a condo unit at the Trump Tower. We have a serious intelligence operation in the home of the man who becomes president of the United States. I think this is the tip of the iceberg. What's at stake is truth and the cause of liberty at the most profound level possible. Oh, yeah. It was real good. Real good. Real interesting. Very disturbing. Very disturbing. And you need to watch it. I mean, just to understand about Russia. The more we understand about Russia, Putin, how the government works, what's really going on there. Just like with Bill Browder. Yeah. You want to know that their interest in America lies in American banks. They want to keep their stealing money from their people. They want to hide their money here. They don't want their money stolen. They want to keep it in London. They want to keep it in North America. And that's their agenda. It's even interesting and a separate issue to learn about Trump where Trump came from with his dad, Mm -hmm. that he's like I said before that he was Trump. The Trump organization has always been synonymous with money laundering. Even if you don't care or don't think he colluded with Russia, even if you think Russia interfering and going on Facebook, people still are ignorant. I mean, you know, we watched the Brexit movie as well. Not as good as boring, but but you do learn that it's Russia is the reason that Brexit happened. Russia came in and infiltrated with Cambridge Analytica and they convinced the ignoramuses lurking around the, you know, the areas of England that nobody's paying attention to. And they got those people to vote for Brexit. And now England is about to leave the European Union. Yeah. He has destabilized the West. He has de-fucking stabilized the West. And that's what he's doing. That's what his goal is. And you 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 want to know you want to understand and even if Trump's just a fucking idiot, yeah. then that's what it is. But we don't need to be sit around being idiots. No, we don't. No, we do not. And it is interesting to learn about like and his Putin's his besides the money the vendetta against the West. Like he's got this this inferiority complex about Russia. And how the Soviet Union then had to destabilize. And he wants to do what he he, he perceives that happened to Russia. That now he's going to do it to the West. And he doesn't want... He doesn't want democracy. He doesn't want Mm-mm. free thought. He doesn't want that stuff. And if he can now pervade Europe, United States, and he's going to do it because it's going to benefit him. It's going to benefit him financially. He needs to be taken out like Hitler. That's he what does. we feel. Yeah. And we will tell Bill Browder and then we will be like cleaning off our doorknobs like we're going to get poisoned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because we're not. Um, it's a it's a it's a noble way to go. You know, just as long as we don't get disfigured. Kind of like when I used to think that the mm. eagle was going to come down and take Panda out of my backyard. Right. I would be like, good luck to you, sir. <laughs> right, right. That's a way to go. Right. OK, now it's time for So There's That. Okay, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a ray of light shining through the clouds of shit hanging around the political atmosphere right now. She hates doing it, but no one wants to let her stop because we all need to be reminded of something positive each week. And also, everyone loves watching someone else do work that they themselves don't have to do. Okay, Meow Meow, what is your So There's That moment for this week? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drop that beat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just needed to have that. I know exactly what this, you mean. You know, <laughs> I'm really feeling the that one thing about the um, which was the documentary watch that had this music. Was it Active Measure? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I just loved it. <laughs> well, they clearly had a three dollar keyboard. They were like, yeah. Oh, for sure. So, I um. We've all been feeling the the worry and the fear with 2020 right around the corner. And I don't know about you, but I do have a gnawing sensation that Trump could actually win again. Maybe it's all this Russia stuff we're watching. I try to keep it at bay, and I do have faith, I really do have faith that we will be triumphant, but the road feels very slippery, and the Republicans are so good at spin and have the power of Putin on their side, so it feels like so gross and so far away and I want to see something concrete to make me feel like we're laying down the goddamn law and I want it in fucking writing. Trump seems to be allowed to get away with everything and all anyone is doing is complaining about it. Yep. And it's draining and it feels like we're getting nowhere. We know he's a piece of shit. We know they're liars. We know, we know, we know. Well, what are we going to do about it? And as of now, the Democrats are scrambling and are definitely all over the place. There's five million candidates. The party in our country is so utterly divided. It seems like the only thing people have in common is the sickness of Facebook and Twitter. And though people know Russia have pervaded these outlets, everyone is just blindly going on thinking it doesn't affect them. And they're above it. And we and we're not. And we all need to come together and all the same things. We need to elevate the conversation. We have to be sensitive. We can't be mad at immigrants. And people in MAGA hats are terrible. And Circle jerk, circle jerk, circle jerk, circle jerk, circle jerk, circle jerk, jizz. What people have failed to see is that at this point, we seriously need to, yes, come together. But more than anything, we need to throw down some serious policy and use the law for our side and use it good. We are... Use it. Use, use it, it good. good. Exactly. <laughs> use it. Use the law. <laughs> we are... It feels sliding down a road with nothing tangible to hold on to. Well, then Aranaro sent a nugget. Oh, Jesse. Jesse just gave, threw, a, <laughs> threw a pine cone on the slippery, icy street and stopped the car in its tracks. <laughs> But none of that made sense. Makes sense to me, which is why I'm insane. So the he sent this uh, uh, headline. The headline reads, New Jersey Senate passes bill that could keep Trump off the 2020 ballot unless he releases his tax returns. Fuck yes. <laughs> now, I'm going to now read from the actual article, which was on The Hill. The New Jersey State Senate on Thursday overwhelmingly voted to pass a bill that would keep presidential candidates off the state's 2020 ballot unless they release their tax returns. According to the Courier Post, the Democratic-controlled state Senate passed the measure along party lines in a 23-11 to 11 vote on Thursday. That is so fucking genius. Sending the bill to the Assembly Committee and full legislature for a vote before it heads to the desk of government Phil Murphy, Democrat, for consideration. The controversial measure would deny candidates... Now, this is what's so amazing. Would deny candidates for president and vice president a spot on the state ballot if they do not publicly release five of their most recent tax returns at least 50 days before the general election in 2020. The bill, if passed, would also... But is it the state ballot? Just for for that state. But that includes the president. That's right. So the bill, if passed, would also bar the state's electors from voting for candidates for president and vice president as part of the electoral college system if they choose not to comply with the legislation. 
The New Jersey legislature passed the same bill in 2017, but the measure was blocked by a veto from then, you know who? Governor Chris Christie, who called it a transparent political stunt at the time. Betty won't now. Supporters of the measure have said lawmakers are afforded room under the Constitution to enact such a restriction to ballot access, arguing that voters should have the option of reviewing presidential and vice presidential candidates' tax returns. Quote, it is so obvious with the president that had voters known some of what seemed to be his business interest, he may not have been elected president. This is what Loretta Weinberg said. <laughs> However, um, others have argued the bill is unconstitutional and opens the door for more demands for candidates in the future, which is all just bullshit. I mean, girl, please, every presidential candidate has showed their tax returns. And had we seen Trump's business interest in Russia and his incredible conflicts of interest, plus the fact that he's a blatant liar, thief, shyster, and con artist, I'm quite sure people would have been turned off. His whole thing, yes? New Jersey has 14 electoral college votes. And none of them would be allowed. So that's not too shabby. California has 55. Not too shabby. <laughs> um, but, um, and then... Um, you know, like Illinois, just to give you, like Georgia has 16, Illinois has 20. That just gives you an idea. Okay, so they have 14. Still, they would lose 14 votes. Why can't, and really quick, why aren't other states doing it? That is a good question. Don't know. Maybe they will. Not sure. Okay. I don't know. His whole thing, though, is about what a great businessman he is and how he can make great deals for our country or like the 6 million bankruptcies in the shell companies living inside Trump Tower. New Jersey State Senator Joe Panaccio, who's a Republican, said in a statement to the local paper that the bill should be amended to apply to gubernatorial state Senate and Assembly candidates, too. If this passes, I do believe that this will go around the country. You know what I mean? So he said, what's good for the goose is what's good for the gander. Panaccio told the publication. Quote, if this really is about making sure voters are well informed, then common sense dictates this bill should apply to all of us. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're new to us and you haven't signed up for our Patreon podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and check it out. There are two free episodes so you can see if it's your cup of tea before making a final commitment. But it's not even a huge commitment. It's just like a dollar. Uh, <laughs> and you get like a whole extra hour podcast each week. And as soon as we get 2,000 subscribers, we're going to do two... <laughs> Two hour long podcasts for one dollar. Two one hour podcasts a week just for one dollar. Yes. So it's two podcasts for the price of one. That means you for a one dollar you'll be getting three free if you include this one. I mean three hours of listening for a dollar. And we really need you to do it. We want you to, <laughs> we need you to, we beg you to. It'll be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll like it. You'll get addicted to it. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Scrunchy 19. Mm. Bye, Jamal. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. 
Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man by the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty grooving. Or if you want something visual, that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual... Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for a living my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs> 